Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from the Lancet Healthy Longevity. It's June 2022 and I'm Jonathan Blott. This month I'm delighted to be joined by Stephanie Askoff and Chris Chu, whose new research on respiratory syncytial virus infection in older adults is online now. So could you please start by discussing the importance of understanding the increased vulnerability to RSV in older adults and the difficulties in assessing this age-related susceptibility? Yes, so respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is one of the most important uh, respiratory viruses that causes severe disease, and it affects everybody all around the world and people of all ages. In most people, it causes relatively mild infection, but it's also well recognized as the most important cause of lower respiratory tract infections in young babies. And uh, more recently, it's been recognized as a major contributor to severe disease and death in older people. Um, so in older people, our data is much less complete, but it's thought, uh, even in industrialized countries, to cause about one and a half million infections every year and hundreds of thousands of hospitalizations. And if you extrapolate that to the low and middle income country setting, there are clearly a lot more cases around the world. Um, and we really don't understand RSV disease in older people very well at all, um, partly because we have found it very difficult to diagnose the infection. It's um, the, the clinical syndrome is very similar to other respiratory viral infections. And we can only really detect people with RSV disease when they present with symptoms. And in the case of older people, that's generally people who have multiple comorbidities, problems with their hearts and lungs, which means that they seek medical attention. But there are lots of people who also have milder RSV disease or have been exposed to RSV and have managed to fight it off. And, and we don't really understand the determinants of that, why some people manage to have mild or asymptomatic or no infection when they're exposed and others have much more severe disease. So because of that problem with detecting individuals who've been infected with RSV, it's really difficult to assess the factors which are involved in, in severity in, the, in older people. And we do understand that older people are more susceptible to RSV even without comorbidities. So we understand that as we age, the immune system also ages, a process called immunosenescence. And there's also a low-level chronic inflammation, which changes the way that we respond to infections, which is called inflammaging. But we really don't understand the exact mechanisms for that. In the context of infections, that's particularly made more difficult by the fact that everybody is exposed to slightly different amounts of virus, they're maybe exposed to slightly different strains of the virus. And so it's very difficult to interpret the data that we get from community-based studies because of those confounders which can't be controlled for. So against this um, quite complicated background that you've described, what methodology do you use in your study and, and how did this approach overcome these difficulties? So in our lab, we use experimental medicine to try and partially simplify uh, some of the systems to try and understand the factors which are involved in 
severity of disease. And so for this study, we used um, a model called uh, uh, Human Infection Challenge, where we deliberately expose healthy volunteers to the virus and seek to cause infection in a proportion of them. And then we can tease apart why some people get infection, whereas others don't, even though they have all received the same amount of virus and the same strain of virus. And this is the first time that this has been done with RSV in older people. In the past, it's generally been restricted to young, healthy people. But clearly, older people are the target population for vaccines and treatments. And better understanding of the immune response in older people is really critical for accelerating the development of those. So, and what what were the key findings of your study regarding the correlates of protection against infection in these older adults compared with younger adults? And how do these findings build on existing work? So, um, we were gratified to find that the symptoms that we saw in older adults replicated the um, symptoms we saw in younger adults in previous um, infection challenge work. Um, However, what was quite different in this infection challenge model was that uh, the older adults showed a higher viral load um, than the younger adults in a comparator study. And we found that we um, had a higher number of um, infected older adults compared to younger adults proportionally. And Uh, We know that uh, young adults are able to mount a robust uh, plasma blast response, so antibody secreting cells, secreting IgA and IgG. And we found that this was replicated in the older adult model. So at 10 days post-infection, the older adults were perfectly capable of producing a plasma blast response that was responding to the RSV infection. And we have some suggestion in our plasma blast flow cytometry that the pre-F form of the um, fusion protein produced by RSV is the target of this plasma blast response. What's interesting is that in younger adults, It's really your secretory IgA that's a key correlate um, of protection against infection with RSV. In older adults, we didn't really see this. With older adults, uh, their serum neutralizing antibody responses and their IgG uh, serum antibody responses seem to be perfectly intact. The difference is that in the older adults, the serum antibody response seems to take on a greater significance for um, protection against infection that you don't see in the younger um, individuals. And this is a really interesting finding because it suggests this divergent response um, as you age. And we're really keen to investigate this um, and increase our sample size so that we can um, really tease out what's happening there. And we also found that in both young and older adults, This pre-F form of the fusion protein is um, a target of IgG 
immunity uh, systemic immunity in both older and young adults. However, in the older adults, the pre-F form of the fusion protein is not a target of the local IgA response. Great. So how about these findings inform the design of future RSV challenge studies done in older adults? And more broadly, what are the potential implications for the development of vaccines? So the the most important findings from the study, first of all, are that RSV challenge in older people is safe and well tolerated. It was the priority for us that this was the case. And so the study was done very carefully and these individuals very carefully screened to make sure that they had no risk factors for more severe disease. And that opens the way for conducting more of these studies in the future. And as Steph was saying, we will be expanding the sample size and conducting more studies with a wider range of sampling of the lower respiratory tract as well as the upper respiratory tract and the blood. So there is a lot to unpack about the immune response that we currently don't know in terms of local immunity in particular, which is a a real gap in our understanding. And the the key finding from the study was that there is a defect in local antibody responses in older people. And I think this has huge implications for the way ahead in terms of developing RSV vaccines. There are currently no licensed effective RSV vaccines available, although there are several which are coming into phase three trials and will be hopefully uh, shown to be efficacious. These are all intramuscular vaccines and are unlikely to induce much in the way of local immunity, which in principle should uh, be helpful in terms of reducing transmission as well as severe disease. The problem with having a defect in local antibody production, though, is that we may not be able to easily induce these kinds of protective local antibodies in older people. And so it may be necessary to use next generation adjuvants or other strategies to try and improve local immune responses. And I think by further understanding the inflammatory responses in the nasal tissue and in the lower airway tissue, we will hopefully be able to understand where those defects might lie and what particular pathways to target to improve local immune response. Great, thank you both. You can read this study by Chris Chu, Stephanie Askoff and colleagues online at thelancet.com. Thank you to my guests and thank you for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation with The Lancet Healthy Longevity wherever you usually get your podcasts.